Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and Black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. Hey guys, Greg here, Midlife Mail. Let's talk about the Kineon Move Plus. The red light therapy has been a game changer for my mobility and recovery. This is an easy to use product. It is easy to charge. It is easy to take with me on trips. It is easy to keep right next to my bed. All you have to do is pop these little sensors into the strap, connect it around your knees, your shoulders, your elbows, push a button and five minutes, five days a week, and you are good to go. Taking care of my body is a top priority, and the Move Plus has been an invaluable tool in helping me to move better, feel better, perform better, and achieve my health and wellness and overall life goals. So go over to Kineon, K-I-N-E-O-N dot I-O forward slash midlife mail. Use the promo code midlife mail. You're going to save yourself 10%. Check it out. All right, here we go. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Midlife Now Podcast. I am your host, Greg Scheinman. Joining me this week, super excited, David Stewart. David is the founder and face of Aegist, a new media company and agency that champions the vitality, capabilities, and influence of the modern 50+. plus. He is a passionate champion and leading authority on the mindset and aspirations that drive this influential demographic. He's frequently called upon to share his expertise and insight at important venues and forums around the world, including recent speaking engagement, HIMSS in Las Vegas, the leading conference for health information and technology, TEDx on redefining age, Monocle's Quality of Life Conference in Zurich, the Mercedes-Benz Convention in Stockholm, and the Wellness Summit in Hong Kong. Prior to launching Aegist, he enjoyed an award-winning career as a photographer specializing in people-oriented advertising. His work for iconic brands includes Nike, Adidas, Google, Coors, AT&T, Coke, Philip Morris, Toyota, Lexus, BMW, GQ, Esquire, Harper's Bazaar, Wired, and the New York Times Magazine, amongst others. I have had the pleasure and privilege of joining David as a guest myself on his Super Age podcast. He is a fountain of information. He is a beacon of possibility and hope and light and probability and likelihood for what maximizing midlife is all about. So please welcome to the Midlife Mail podcast, my friend, David Stewart. He is back for the second time. Dave Stewart, welcome back. Okay. Ages, super age podcast. Like one of the coolest guys out there said, let's, let's talk again. Welcome back. 
Thank you so much. I love the intro. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> yeah, the longer detailed accolade intro. Yeah, we'll hit that later. We'll get that all done, Tim. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's, I said, hey, let's just get right to it. You know, hit record the second you come on because there's always just gems dropping like right out of, out of your mouth. And I didn't want to miss anything. Um, one of the reasons I actually had reached back out to you to have you back on was you had put something up. I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, but it was to the extent of like, say yes to everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's my mantra. Say yes. Okay. Because so yes, my opposite, yes by the way, I'm going to let you go. But my, yeah. my, opposite, yeah. my mantra is the opposite. Yeah. And that's why I reached out. Oh, so yeah. go. Okay. So, okay. So this <laughs> is the thing. If you say yes, you open up optionality, you open up adventure, you open up new things. If you say no, you know exactly what's going to happen. Nothing. <laughs> Everything stays the same. But if you say yes, and the way I mean say yes, like, you know, there's certain things that obviously you don't want to say yes to, but um, in general, guys especially, I when I in the context of saying yes, it's like somebody says, um, hey, let's go do whatever. Let's go bowling. Let's play archery. Let's climb a mountain. Let's do whatever. Um, a guy's natural reaction is no. Right. So if you say no, you just you just limited um, your social connection, your ability to enlarge your imagination, your ability to enlarge your experience. All of that it stays status quo. Nothing changes. But if you say yes, you may not like the thing, you may not like the people, but so what? Um, you know, a lot of it I think is for us, for women, it's a little different. They have a much easier time with this. With us, the whole beginner mind thing really messes with us. So it's like, oh, these guys, they're not going to like me. I'm not going to know how to do the thing. I'm going to look foolish. You know, <laughs> all this sort of mm. stuff goes running through our minds. And all of a sudden we come to know. And I say, just say yes. <laughs> just get over it and say yes. <laughs> totally, totally get it. And the perspective difference, and I think where a little bit of the shift the shift is, and I hear you say that, I call. So the first thing that hits me is like a wave of anxiety about saying yes to everything. And oh my God. And I used to say yes to everything. And because of that, I was extremely busy and I was doing oh, a right. lot of things again that I didn't want to do with a lot of right. people. I didn't want to do them with, and I never had time for myself or to sit back or make, let's mm -hmm. say a more informed choice. I mm -hmm. think, but I also, but I do agree with you 100% on that beginner mindset as, and, and in particular of men, that the natural gut reaction for anything that seems different, maybe, or <laughs> uncomfortable, or I haven't done that before, or again, I could look stupid, all 100% that the natural impulse is like, put out the hand, give the highest men, like say no and everything else. So I'm with you 100% on, on that. I tend to skew a little bit towards the dialing up the, you know, aggregating from all the noise and everything that's out there, curating down to the things you genuinely want to try or want to mm -hmm. do around those things, you know, and then kind of eliminate the rest because too much. Yes. At least it mm -hmm. did for me. Right. Mm -hmm, created over indexing and overload and busyness yeah. at the expense of, of productivity and profitability. A hundred percent. That's um, that's sort of not, that's sort of a different thing. Yes. Um, so for example, um, two weeks ago, Fran Lebowitz was here speaking. Now, I think I'd never seen Fran Lebowitz, but I saw the film that she did with Scorsese, uh, Pretend It's a City, and I thought she was a genius. And so I asked a couple of my friends, I said, hey, we got tickets to Fran Lebowitz. This is going to be awesome. You should come with us. 
And the message I get back is, well, isn't she kind of grouchy? Isn't she this, that? And it's like, so disappointing. Um, and she was awesome. She was just like hysterical. She's somebody that I would, I would get on a plane to see that again. She's so smart and so switched on. But if you have that sort of prejudgment of like, oh, well, she's going to be grouchy, you know, maybe she's, I don't know, whatever. Um, you're, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know, right. Cause you're not, you're not, you're not part of it. Um, that I completely, I completely agree with you there. I think that there is this jump to assumption and judgment again, and, and almost like this kind of negative mindset to getting on yeah. versus this growth or open mindset. And I yeah. think that the, the mantra of, of say yes is really much more about possibility and yeah. hope and possibility mm-hmm. and problem. And don't leave opportunities or things on the table that you can learn from. Again, you may not love it. She may not have been the, maybe she turns out to not be like your, your particular flavor of speaker, you know, or, or anything, but you tried it and you went out and, and you did it. And I think that's huge. This is not to be confused with what you brought up, which mm-hmm. is busyness for the sake of busyness. That is something else. Mm. Um, and I, and I, and I think that's something else that like men tend to get wired into like, yeah. And I'd love your take on, on, on to me again, how you make decisions, how you kind of run your day, because you, you appear to be somebody that again, has a very full life. You know, you're out there and you are skiing and you are exercising and you are creative and you're also business-minded, you know, how do you kind of function in that? you know, not being super busy, but being productive and efficient, because in order to do what you do and, and to be in your condition and your, at your age and stage of life and to do all this, you've got to be very intentional and purposeful with the way you manage your time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm super scheduled. And you know, like, like my team will, you know, they'll be slacking at like seven thirty to eight at night. It's like, whatever team I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Your Slack can wait till tomorrow. I appreciate that you want to communicate with me. I appreciate your dedication, but um, no, I'm going to read. <laughs> I'll speak to you tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, there is always that um, balance and what's, what's good for me um, during whatever time and what isn't. And so there's, you know, it's a constant judgment call of how are we going to spend our time and our resources. And so, so if you, you know, to take your example, if I'm saying yes to everyone all the time and I'm taking phone calls and answering emails and slacks, like, you know, from the morning, I get up until the time I go to bed, you know, um, nothing else gets, nothing else happens. So, you, you know, there's a sort of, I need to make time to go to the gym. I need to make time to make my dinner. I need to make time at night to ramp down, to go to sleep, to make time to read the books that I want to read, to spend the time with my family that I want to spend. So yeah, it's, I guess, um, wise balance is where we go for. How do you incorporate that into, and you're, you're, 
professional goals too. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you say, hey, you know what? We're going to grow ageist, but it oh, may yeah. not grow as quickly, you know, because yeah. I'm just not willing anymore to do this 24 seven hustle and grind. And, you know, like, and I, and also kind of make sure or put out culturally that that, that message, that mantra, mm. that way that you live and that you operate is, is there too. Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Um, I have had, I've been doing this for eight years and I have had people, I could have raised money. Um, I could have started a product line, started a fashion line, started an event business. There's like a whole series of things. And, and sort of the way I do it, Greg, is I say, yes, let's investigate that. And so I sort of try it on like a shirt. And I, and I do this all the time. It's, and I don't even, I only recently recognize this is how I do this. I'll say, yes, that's interesting. Let's start, um, you know, a fashion line. That sounds interesting. And then have all the conversations and then, you know, what is this going to look like? How am I going to be part of this? How does the money work? Like, what is my life going to look like, um, with this? And, uh, and I always say at the end of it, I say, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to do that because I don't like the way my life looks at the end there. So I'm about to, we're about to do something else new here, but I like the way my life looks because it's just more of like what I'm really best at is just me. Like, like my product is me. <laughs> so the more me, <laughs> I'm good with that. I can just sort of amp that up to a, to a certain level. Me running a product company, yeah, I could probably do that, but that just sort of sounds like hell. Um, me having, you know, yeah, people want to give me money. Okay, okay, that's nice. But then I got to talk to those VCs every month or every two weeks about metrics and numbers and growth and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do that. I don't like the way my life feels with that. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, and, and I think that that's sort of, that is how I have run my life for 65 years. That's how I've done it. It's just like, oh, I like the way this feels. I like the way my life is within this other stuff. And, you know, that's not everybody does it that way. Um, You know, I probably could have taken other steps and done other things here, but it wasn't a good fit for me. So it might've been a good fit for you or for other people or, you know, because people have said to me like, Oh my gosh, why don't you do this thing? You're going to do this like deal with this big retailer. It could be wonderful. But <sighs> do I want to be that person? No, I don't think I like it. I don't think I want to. I don't think I like the way that feels. Mm. It, it's it's so good. I'm just kind of sitting here smirking because I fucking love you. And it's like such a great way to, <laughs> way to look at it, you know, in there too. What it really comes down to is, is authenticity and, yeah. and what yeah. feels right for you. And then having the courage and the conviction and the confidence to be okay with that. It's not that one is right or wrong. It's that, as you're saying, one is right for you. Yeah. And the other might be right for the person who wants to say yes to that deal and sees their life looking very differently and okay with it if they go and run that kind of business or report to those types of investors or scale right. to a different level. And you know, I talk a lot about what does success really look like? Um, and I love your you know, answer. Your product is is you. Your brand yeah. is is you. But I also think you've done a great job of transcending 
you know, that with, mm-hmm. with your team and what you do with the newsletter and what even you're doing with the podcast and the people that you're on, the sum of its parts is getting, but yet, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You are the founder and face of what is going on here. Um, what does success really look like to you? Oh boy. That's a big question, Greg. I, I would say for me, um, you know, I grew up in the sixties and seventies and to me, success is becoming, um, self-actualized, like becoming the, the, the most me. So using my full capacity to its greatest extent out in the world. Like if I can, I'll never be able to do that, but that's sort of where I go. So, and I'm, and I'm learning with time that my sense of my capacity and my skills is maybe a lot more than what I would have thought. And it, and it, it so it changes all the time. It's a, it's a dynamic thing, right? You, if eight years ago, there was like no way on earth I could have done any of what I do now. But as you do more things, again, that's sort of saying yes to things, um, or in my case, sort of getting dragged through the mud and it's like, you got to learn how to do this. So you learn how to do A and therefore you can learn how to do B. So it may be in a, you know, in a couple of years, somebody comes to me and says like, Hey, we have X million dollars. We want to put into this, you know, product line with you. And, and I'll say, oh yeah, like that, that's, that's a good fit right now. And it, it, to me, it's, it's sort of like you go into a store and you try on a shirt and is the shirt make you more you, or do you have to like bend your reality to the shirt and become this other person because you've got the shirt. And if you go back a couple of years later, maybe a little heavier, maybe a little skinnier, you're different, you know, whatever you had a different point of view. Maybe the shirt feels differently then, and 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 you try that on. But this this idea of like the the things around us are like this loose garment that we wear, and it's not something that it's like this constricting thing of who you are. Like somebody told me a long time ago, like we're human beings, not human doings, and so to be careful not to let the doing become the thing; it's the being. <laughs> The Midlife Mail podcast is brought to you by my partners and friends at Human Improvement. Clean ingredients with extraordinary benefits because that's what you're looking for in a protein powder. I need something, okay, that is going to help me improve recovery, develop lean muscle growth, digest easily, help me with gut health. And human improvement contains 13 ingredients that have functional benefits. It is a protein powder reimagined to be easier to digest without the weighed down, gassy, bloated feeling that most protein powders have given me. And again, there ain't a shortage of protein powders out there to choose from. And I have tried a ton of them before landing on human improvement as my midlife male approved everyday go-to protein of choice. Remember, we have a choice in what we put on our bodies and in our bodies, and I choose to use human improvement. Guys, check it out. Go over to buyhigh.co. That's B-U-Y. 
H-I.co, you're going to save 15% on human improvement protein when you use the code midlife mail. Check it out. And it's a great analogy, and you've mentioned the shirt now. Uh, and I'm going to ask you in, in a second because you're like a style icon there also. So we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go down a little bit that that path. But I love the analogy because actually I even have a slide in in one of my speeches where it's this photo of me in a suit. And it was for my old company. Right. And we were professional and I'm in the suit, you know, and it's the professionally taken photo. And then in opposite, it's a two-screen, kind of like what we're looking at watching each other right now on Zoom. And the other one is me, you know, black t-shirt, beard, you know, like just sitting around a pair of ripped jeans, like a and the point being that I make there is like which one looks like success in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the suit never felt comfortable to me. Again, it was the ill-fitting. It doesn't matter. Ill-fitting what kind, suit. Right. It's the ill-fitting <laughs> suit. It may have fit. It was the best I could do at the time. You know, great suit. But it wasn't me. You know, and it never felt like me. And I felt like I was playing a character or a version of myself or my dad or something else. Now, this other look. You know, may not look like society's metric of success. It may not look like partner in a large firm or whatever it is, but it feels very much like me. Mm-hmm. And I would offer that you can make as much, be as, do whatever you want, no matter what you look like, as long as it's actually you. Mm-hmm. And I think we see this even with uniforms, like, you know, like some places where people have to wear uniforms, but they find their way to put a spin on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of make it their own. Mm-hmm. I always go back to like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't even remember that. Where like Will, everyone had to wear the uniform to school, but Will would put his jacket on like inside out or something. Like some way to make it you, which I think is so is so important. Um, okay, you happen to be wearing a cool shirt and a cool jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what are you wearing? Where do you you always have like really cool cool clothes on? <laughs> um, um, the t shirt is um, a navy blue. Pima cotton t-shirt from Banana Republic. They're about 38 bucks. Um, I really like the way navy blue looks on me. Um, I wear a lot of navy. This, I think this sort of jackety thing I have on here is, I think it's by Theory. I think I bought it maybe like, I don't know, six years ago. Um, you know, it's, you know, I remember, um, Robert Evans, the movie producer, who mm-hmm. was a real, you know, Chinatown and he, the dude was a piece of work. Um, yeah. But he, his theory on clothing was when you walk into the room and you're wearing the thing, do people look at the thing or do they look at you? You want them to look at you, not at the thing. And I think that this idea of sort of what to wear and be sort of right-sized. I, I, with guys, I think it's fairly, women, it's much harder. It's really, really difficult for them. Um, but for guys, I, I think you just wanna stick with like, essentially like a uniform. Like I, I'm, I'm friends with this guy, Harlan, who used to run um, Armani Exchange, like the globally. Um, Harlan always wears a blue t-shirt and, um, and blue jeans. That's it. That's all he wears um, every day. And he, he's, he's just like a big deal out there. But that's like his thing, right? So you just, I think with a guy, you don't need a lot of clothes. And it's, 
best if they sort of all fit within sort of a, a you know, a thing in, in, in a slot. You want to keep the guardrails tight. Mm. Um, the difference is um, when I ski, I would have this like sort of red and raspberry color blocked sort of like German techno head to toe ski suit that I wear because <laughs> it's just like, okay, uh, let's, let's see what, you know, first of all, I like the visibility. I like people I was say, you don't want to get run over by Gwyneth Paltrow, right? <laughs> oh my God. Gwyneth, yeah. Such a, she's such a troll. She's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, you don't want to get hit, but also I want to be recognized so my friends can see me. And I sort of like the idea of this sort of like, you know, jumpsuity sort of thing that normally in life I couldn't wear. Um, but, but uh, yeah, in general, I, you know, you just sort of keep it, um, white t-shirts, blue t-shirts, um, you know, think about if you can't figure out what to wear, like what would Steve McQueen wear? <laughs> just just go pick up some pictures of steve mcqueen and just dress like that um it, it's such it, a good point that by the way anything and everything you want to like it's all out there you yeah. know like like the you greatest stylists it. and the greatest icons in the world they're all out there right now all you have to do is google you know, yeah and find guys whose style maybe you emulate you know similar size similar shape and by the way everything it, it, everything looks better if you take care of yourself also uh, yeah, yeah. So there's sort of two things. One, um, take care of yourself. If you're like close fit really well on me because I'm relatively fit. Um, the other thing is, gentlemen, there is this career out there called Taylor. <laughs> Find one. <laughs> because they will do amazing things. Like probably your pants are about three inches too long and you look like a slob. Um, get them tailored. Right. You can if you're if you've got like a nice pair of chinos, but you can taper them if you want. They can they can do that. You know, pay them 15 bucks. They can do that. And you're just going to look a whole lot better. If you, if you walk through any airport in America, I'm saying like 95 percent of the guys out there, um, they're either dressed like adolescents or they're they're, they're they just like randomly pulled some shit on and it doesn't fit them like guys. Clothes can fit you. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> this, Matt, all of this, this matters to you. And again, I can Absolutely. sit back and, and be quiet because it, it's it's <laughs> like looking in a mirror or listening to like, like this matters to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, has it always mattered, you know, to you? Like, why does it matter to you? I get asked, I get asked that a lot to like, like, why does it matter, you know, to you? Like what you put even on your body and in your body okay. and, and you want to ask Dave about his skin and his, all right. And his clothes. Like, why the fuck does it matter that much? It matters to everyone. I don't, I mean, if you're Helen Keller, okay, maybe it doesn't, or you're some like far on the spectrum autistic dude. Okay then it really doesn't matter. But to everyone else, 100% it matters. You are communicating to the other human beings out there in the world by what you put on. This is the first thing people see. Not what comes out of your mouth, none of this. It's what are you wearing? How do you carry yourself? This is a message. This is a communication. And you are making a conscious decision. By you saying you don't care, that is a decision. That is not a random act. You have made a decision to communicate to the world something. And it's, I find this whole line 
insane that's that people say well i don't care what i look like i'm just gonna go out there absolutely you care what you look like like if i you know if i put you in a bright orange jumpsuit and let you go out the door would you not care of course you would care of course you're aware of how you look you just don't know how to dial it in to communicate the message you want to communicate and this this especially the guy stuff when they tell me this i'm like you are so full of shit you are noticing every other person out there. You don't think they're noticing you? <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> I'll shut up now. No, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to. I'm the one who's shutting up. Going, just keep go. I'm just let him go. Let him go. This is fantastic. Okay, he's doing my job. He <laughs> said, like positive reinforcement. Here we go. Now, for those guys, mm-hmm. how do we help them? I guess. Mm -hmm. The stubbornness, you know, back to, again, what you said, even at the beginning, that beginner mindset, you know, that, that stubbornness, that assumption, that judgment, that they're noticing everybody else, but they have never turned the lens on themselves and go, guess what? They're noticing me too, or stood in front of the mirror and go, is this how I want to be perceived? And is this how I perceive myself? But what is keeping so many men? And I was saying there's 53 million middle-aged men out there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is keeping so many? from just starting or taking that first step. And at the same time, I do see more guys starting again to pay attention, but even more guys offering help in specific lanes like this, you, you know, don't know how to dress. There's a guy for that. I've had a few of them on the podcast. I'm sure you have too. That can really help you. Don't know how to get in shape. There's no shortage of trainers you know, in this world. Don't know how to eat. No shortage of nutrition, like where we make our investments. I think that with guys, um, somehow we th- there's 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 this sort of line of thinking of like, um, you know, I'll spend a hundred thousand dollars on a car, but I'm not going to spend seventy dollars on a nutritionist. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to pay a stylist two hundred bucks to show me how to dress. No, that's that value equation doesn't work, and it it's really upside down. Um, the car doesn't mean shit. And, you know, you just spend $100,000 on a car. How many hours of personal training is that? And how much longer are you going to live with? And, and by the way, that $100,000 car, you, as soon as you drive it, it's worth $80,000. You just lost $20,000. Um, and it's going to go to zero, buddy. <laughs> Take that money and you put it into a trainer, a nutritionist, and you get somebody who knows how to dress you. And you don't have to spend a lot of money on clothes. I'm the, the jeans I'm wearing are for their, their Levi's. They're fifty bucks. I buy two pairs of Levi's a year. I'm in for a hundred bucks. You can do that. Like it's it, it the whole value thing is upside down. How much? And, and okay, so this is something. I spoke to um, Andrew Scott. So Andrew is professor of economics, London School of Economics, um, teaches at Oxford, and he talks about asset classes. And so. Most people think of asset classes, oh, stocks, bonds, you know, my pension, how much is my house worth? Okay. That is only one of many asset classes you have. Your vitality, your health, that is an asset. Your curiosity, that is an asset class. Your ability to speak and network with other people, that's an asset class. Can you learn new things? That's an asset class. So let's think about these things and not just about the number in the bank. So you know, yeah, the number of the bank is important, but it's not the only number. 
<laughs> it's a much more other holistic. things. Yeah, it's a much absolutely more look at what at what value is and what success is and what happiness is and all of those things. And it is it's it's a full pie chart. You know, like yeah, we've talked about this. I did it on your family, fitness, finance, food, fashion, fun. Go okay. There are six yeah. things that I really care about. Like mm-hmm. that to me is a lot more interesting and fulfilling than chasing salary and title and just a a dollar. I mean, I, you want to be one of those guys that's like glued to CNBC all day and be like, oh my, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Oh my God. Not even like, close. Not only that, I actually had to reach out to somebody the other day and say, you got to please take me off. I've asked you three times to take me off this text chain that I never asked to be on. That is all political, these political diatribes back and forth in the world and all. Whatever. No negative. And it is so draining. <laughs> yeah. And you know, okay, maybe call me, maybe, maybe, I don't know what you want to call me, but honestly, I would rather talk about the dynamic of two pairs of $50 Levi's and the different, you think that it needs to be expensive to look good. I'm telling you, it doesn't. You nah. think, okay, you need to buy the expensive car, mm-hmm. but you actually, you're investing the wrong way in a depreciating right. asset versus the right. asset class of, of yourself. Right. And I don't know if you read this, you, you, you may have, but there's an article in the Wall Street Journal not too long ago that was about the real CEO flex, the new one, you know, now. And it was Jeff Bezos on his yacht, you know, and Elon Musk and everything. And they haven't had their shirts off though. You know, the point that they were making is that it used to be, mm -hmm, again, planes, cars, you know, big watches, whatever. The real flex now is what you, and I think what you and I talk about a lot is sustainability, longevity, yeah. Caring about your body, you know, yeah. how you, all of these things, because you can't, you know, you can't just buy that away. You know what I mean? Or the perception is almost worse that you do have all this money and you don't care again about taking care of yourself, you know, or any, and even as it pertained to couples and partners, that it doesn't look like you care very much about your partner or you're not, your partner is not perceived the, the way maybe you want her to be because she's hanging out with you and you're letting yourself go and you got it all backwards and upside down, you know, as you were, as you were describing. Hmm? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Start, start thinking of yourself that um, you're going to live to 120. Okay. So let's invest in yourself as if you're going to live to 120. What does that look like? So that's a great point now that you bring up. So let's talk about um, extending the runway. You know, here we are. In middle age, so I'm 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife's 54. I better not screw that up. 53, 54. Okay, in there, you're a little bit older, older than me. But now we really do have to think about how mm-hmm. many years ahead mm-hmm. of us we have, mm-hmm. and and it's realistically, it's it's for some it's getting shorter, but for I think for a lot of us it's getting longer, or we're working mm-hmm. towards making it longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do you even see like? midlife? And what do you see kind of like when we lengthen this runway, kind of yeah. what does that look like? Does retirement like even kind of fit in? Do we keep kind of working at the things that we love? I'm just really you know, curious what this aging, ageist yeah. thing feels like to you. I, so I had an interesting conversation with Faith Popcorn about this. Faith, Faith is um, a futurist. And we talked a little bit about this. And I mean, one of the ways I look at it is the age slinky is being pulled apart. And and I tend to think one of the reasons that people in their 20s now are not living the way we lived in our 20s is because their sense of time and optionality 
is much greater than ours was. I think as you pull the end of the slinky out, so maybe the slinky used to stop at 80 and then it goes to 100 or 120, I think you're going to see other life phases develop that we haven't seen before. I don't know what those are going to look like. I don't know. I, I, I suspect that this sort of like young person, you know, teenage, adolescent, young adult, full adult to sort of middle age and elderly, I suspect there's going to be other things that other phases that will happen in there. Like I, there's never been a large population of 90 year olds who feel they're going to live to 110. So how does a large population of 90 year olds who feel they're going to live to 110, what, how do they behave? Like what's their, what is their ambition? What are they thinking? What do they want to do? I, I have no idea. So I, I, I think we're looking at new, new things popping up in the, in the same way, like, you know, in the 1800s, there was nothing, the teenager didn't exist. The adolescent didn't exist. There were children and there were adults and you were, you know, you know, your worth in society was not your age. It was whether, could you do this thing or can't you do this thing? It was as simple as that. Um, and then suddenly, you know, adolescence was brought in, uh, retirement age was brought in. The teenager arrived in what, like the, like the fifties. So, you know, you see these, these sort of life phases being added as lifespans expand. And I, I don't know what the, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Bait popcorn is a futurist. I'm not one. <laughs> so I don't quite know what that's going to look like. I, I have a feeling that what is, and I've, I've heard this from a few really smart people who are not crazy. Tell me that there will be in the not so distant future. I mean, we're talking like five to eight years, like a pill that you were able to take to decide what epigenetic age you want to be. So if you, you know, you're whatever, you're 60 and you decide like 40 was really great. I want to be 40. You take the pill, you're 40. Um, and I and I think that this this is also something else that it it may be one of the things Faith and I talked about was that in the future. The only way you're going to be able to tell what age someone is, because you're going to be able to look pretty much however you want to look, it's just going to be your vernacular. Like you learned your vocabulary goes back 80 years, even though you look like somebody who's 40 years younger. So I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think this whole thing about age and what, you know, middle age, advanced age, I, I sort of think we're not we have a bit of a poverty of imagination there of I, I think what people are seeing is this sort of like linear expansion of lifespan health span and i think there's going to be a radical change there and a radical change of how people look and i know you know we get pushback it's like oh this is only going to be for like bezos and so no it's not it's going to be for everyone and the reason it's going to be for everyone, the same reason antibiotics are for everyone, that there will be a, there is a government mandate because if every, if there's like 90% of the population gets 
sick from like age-related diseases, the government would be bankrupt. So they're going to whatever when this stuff comes along, it's going to be like, mm -hmm. yeah, the billionaires for the first couple of years, but then everybody. I've been learning about TRT for the past several years. Um, and as someone who's consistent and disciplined with his health, physical is blood work. I have seen my testosterone decrease annually throughout my 40s. And I am now in my 50s. Last year, I made the decision along with my physician and my family to go on TRT. I was lacking energy compared to where I used to be. I wasn't recovering the way I used to, wanted to, and needed to in order to maintain the lifestyle I live. I was stressed and I was anxiety ridden and I was frustrated. And I have carefully tracked my progress throughout the past year. And after researching various options, providers, and services available, I transitioned to using Hone Health. And I feel like myself again. Now, I've discussed, considered, and looked at every stigma, stereotype, concern, issue, pro, con, positive, negative, connotation, reputation, and whatnot. And I'm sure that there are some that I have missed. And I am an open book here at Midlife Mail and with myself. And I will share my experience and my advice, thoughts, and considerations with anyone who wants to hear it, learn from it, accept it, or ignore it. And for me, it's never been about getting jacked, winning any competitions, or getting ahead in any way other than in my everyday life. It is, though, about being the best husband, father, and provider I can be for as long as I can be the way that I want to be. And I simply wanted to have my energy, acuity, focus, smile, and health back to where it was and where I expect it to be. And Hone has guided me and provided me with everything I have needed along the way. And because of this, I am proud to partner with Hone Health. I believe in the team, the service, the product, and the mission. And I believe in what Hone is doing every day, what they've done for me, and what they can do for other midlife males to help them live better, stronger, healthier, and happier lives. So if you're interested in learning more about Hone Health, go to honehealth.com forward slash midlife mail. You can order your at-home test and consultation. consultation. So if you're interested in learning more about Hone Health, go to honehealth.com forward slash midlife mail to order your at-home test and consultation and save $15. Is that what you wanted to talk about? <laughs> to to an extent, yes. Um, and it is, and it's fascinating. It's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could go down in terms of whether or not like that's a good thing, you know, or yeah. or or not, you know, All do right. I want to live forever or how long do I want to yeah. pick a definitive age, you know, mm -hmm. and decide that's kind of where I want to hang out. But now <laughs> you have 70 years again, worth of experience and vernacular and yeah. vocabulary, but you look like, you know, and feel like a 40 year old. Right. I, I don't know. At the same time, even right now, it just raises even some other, some other questions about, you know, I'm not anti-aging. Mm -hmm. I'm pro-aging. I think gracefully and and somewhat aggressively. You know, and to that point, I don't know if I would take that pill today. Like again, it's a much longer, deeper conversation there. But on the other side of, you know, do you take, you know, do you go to put a little Botox in your forehead? 
You know, do you start on TRT as your testosterone dips and you get into your, to your fifties, you know, do you do, like, what do you like? Is there a line there for you? Is there like a, yeah, like do whatever you want. You know, like, I think that this goes, this is a really core fundamental question for most people. And that is what is the right level of maintenance? And, you know, with women, you, there's sort of the, on the one hand, you have, you can go full Donatella if you want to do that, <laughs> it's an option, <laughs> or you can like, you know, wear a gray sack and live in a mud hut. Um, you can do that too. Uh, and I, I think that it's, it's, some of these things are sort of health performance related, related questions. Some of them are appearance related questions, but I think they're related in that most people tend to want to look the way they feel. Um, and, and I don't know what's going on in Donatella's mind, but <laughs> that's another question. <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, what's right and what's not, you know, there's some people who will say, you know, TRT for men is, I think there's still some amount of controversy around that. Whereas HRT for women, although there are some people who still think that they still believe the women's health study from 2000, um, and which is, was insane. Um, but most informed women would say that, yeah, HRT, if they have the right sort of um, health situation is a very positive thing. TRT, um, I, you know, I think should probably be looked at the same way. Um, and I'm, it's, I, I think a number of these, you know, so like Botox, like I love Botox. I started getting Botox three years ago. It was like awesome. Um, I, I really like, <laughs> I like the way I look with Botox. I'm, so check this out, man. Here. This Invisalign. is Invisalign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at age 64, I, oh, put these back in. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to go really It's okay. It's fine. Me. By the way, we like to say, I, I just took mine out for this. Just, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> I love Invisalign. My, so do I. I was, I was supposed to get braces when I was 12, but my family financial situation didn't allow that. So I've had crooked teeth up until 64. And then like the local orthodontist gave me and my wife, like a two for one deal. And I was like, you mean, and he's like, yeah, 14 weeks, we can fix that. And like every week they get straighter and straighter. And I think, oh my God, this is like magical. So it's pretty cool. We took our kids in for breath. That's how I did it too. Like <laughs> I, we took our kids to the orthodontist, our first blind. And she was like, I was like, Hey, my teeth are kind of shifting back and, and whatever. She's like, yeah, we could put you on Invisalign and do that. And, my, and actually my yeah. wife is doing it right now, you know, also. And now I'm, <laughs> I've got mine back in again. I took them out for this conversation, but it's, but it's hilarious to your point. Like, yeah, I, I started on Botox not too long ago also. Mm -hmm. Just my, you know, my forehead kind of crawl, right. walk, run. Like, let's try. Okay, like this yeah. is this is better, you know, than what I was yeah. seeing, you know, before. I am paying attention to to skincare and sunblock, mm -hmm. you know, now. Um, yeah. There are other things that are happening, you know. I just started doing some stuff with like Upneak. It's like a drop and it makes your eyes like, you know, look a little bit bigger and, and oh. brighter. And I, said, I don't know that like, one. What, like, what's that one? It's called Upneak. It's a new, um, it's a new eye drop. You've got to get it through. Um, 
through an eye doctor, like an optometrist or an optometrist. And instead of getting like, like an eye lift, or I guess I'm, I might be botching some of this, but instead of kind of getting like an eye lift or anything to do with your eye, it just opens your eyes a little wider and makes them, oh. makes them a little brighter. And it's a drop that does that. And I've had okay. in particular droopy eyelid from a torn retina and, and too many years of boxing, getting punched in the head, you know, and the doc was like, try this. And it, brightens it up. And then wow. my wife started taking them from me and, then using okay. and now she's got a thing. But the point is, I think that again, what landed with me is like that you want to look how you feel. Yeah. Now, whatever that really means to you. But again, if you are living a healthy lifestyle and you have energy, you know, and your body is looking a certain way and you're eating a certain way and you're doing things that I do think, again, it's natural. You start to care about mm -hmm. a lot of these other things that we've talked about in more intentionally. Again, now, you know, you want your, your face or your hair or your teeth, or your eyes to start to represent the lifestyle that you live in the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. You may actually start to care, and, and I think you will, a little bit more about, again, the clothes that you put on your body that show how you're feeling because of the work that you're putting in and the things that you are doing. It's all connected in that, in that regard. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, there's something, this idea of vanity that for some reason um i guess because we're like in this sort of society we live in that like vanity is a bad thing um i think vanity is a great thing um it's like i can't tell you how many people go to the gym because of vanity and how much longer they're going to live because they want to look good uh i have no problem with that i i i think that it's I think each one of these things sort of needs to be thought of slowly and carefully and to think like, okay, you know, um, I mean, I could have done Invisalign 20 years ago. I didn't, um, but like I'm on camera all the time now and I'm sick of looking at my crooked teeth. So I'm done. We're going to take care of that irritation. Uh, and I, I think, you know, there are sort of lines that I probably wouldn't go across um you know cool sculpting i'm not going there um you know there's like other stuff that people do i you know i think you know i know people who work in hollywood and some of the action actors there's a whole cocktail of stuff that they're shooting into themselves to get themselves in you know movie shape mm -hmm. i i wouldn't do that um but, you know, there's probably other people out there. I'm, I go to the gym for an hour and a half a day. There are people out there who think, who would just be like, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's too much, but, but it works for me. I think that's what it comes back to again is, is what all of this comes back to what, what works for you mm -hmm. on all this and, and figuring out again, what is your way that you want to operate? How do you stay or become the best at me? You know, which is where, where yeah. you started, you know, that's right. I clipped yeah. this little thing earlier today and there's all kinds of stuff that pops up, you know, and just again, perspective and what works for you. And it was a clip. It said like training to look good naked after 40 is as practical as it gets, you know, like, and it was really to the point of like, Hey, if that's your, if your fitness goal is to look great in a t-shirt, maintain your body weight around this, you know, feel good. That's a wonderful goal. 
overall. If you're yeah, what's the problem with that? Join the ski team, you know, and and you know, be able to go, you know, compete as a competitive skier or win the CrossFit Games. You have a different goal, and that can mm-hmm. be fine too. But how does it fit back into your holistic metric for success or lifestyle or portfolio or becoming the best version, you know, of of you, like you mm-hmm. talked about? And I think that's kind of the, kind of the takeaway here. And there's always going to be lines for us of stuff, stuff that we would do or gravitate towards and stuff. They're like, ah, oh, that's probably a little too much for me or not something I would do or, or not right now. You know, as you said, even about like, I reserve the right to change my mind, yeah. maybe in 10 years, maybe when I'm a 70 year old, 40 year old, having taken the pill, I will have said, Hey, <laughs> I reserve the right to change my mind. I'd like to be around a lot longer and I'd like to feel 40. I don't know. Hmm? I will say one of the things that I've learned this year is that getting in shape in the gym is the easiest thing ever. It's just adherence. It's just, here's the program, go do this. There's no skill involved. I, I mean, there's like a tiny amount of skill, like, but like push-ups, pull-ups, picking up stupid heavy weight. This is like, you know, running on a treadmill. Like there's not a lot of skill. It's adherence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting yourself to look good is requires discipline and adherence, but it is a very, very different thing than a skill-based sport like you know tennis, golf, ski racing, things like this. I can, as coming from experience some of this last winter, that is a whole different animal. Com- completely. And I think again, I think both have validity. I always say there's Absolutely. a lot of there's a lot of white space between being unhealthy and out of shape. Mm-hmm. And being an elite level athlete, you know, yes. or being jacked to the moon and looking like a star, there's a lot of white space in there. Go play around in the white space yeah. of again, what it is. And, and you'll start to probably like different things too. Uh, speak, speaking of that, because now, now you brought it up, like you went pretty hard in the paint, you know, on the ski thing. <laughs> I'm still there, buddy. I was there this okay. morning. So, so <laughs> what, what are you doing and why did you decide to do this? Um, well, uh, so the story is I go, the gym that I go to here in park, park city, by, by the way, um, I have, I am of average or below average fitness in park city. Like it's the Olympic train dreams here. So you have Olympians offspring of Olympians, people like that. Um, it's, it's just like another level. So I go, I'm, so I'm going to my gym, but I'm, but I, I get like, I'm getting like really fit. Cause I'm doing, um, Joel Jameson's eight weeks out program. So, um, I, you know, adherence, I just do like, what does Joel want me to do today? Okay. I'll just do that. So, but what happens is by like September, October, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm at that point I was 63. My resting heart rate was, I don't know, the high forties. My HRV was like 80. I can do a hundred pushups straight through. And I'm, you know, I am strong. <laughs> I am fit. And so somebody said to me in the gym, um, they said, well, listen, like this is, you're in really good shape. Um, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I'm just sort of like doing this thing. And they're like, you should do master ski racing. And I was like, what? Like, why would I do that? But then I thought, well, yeah, okay. Let's just do that. Let's see what that's like. Okay. And I asked around, I said, well, like, am I going to die? Like, how fast are we talking here? Like what? Are they, and again, the whole guy thing, like, they're not going to like me. I'm going to be clumsy. I'm, you know, I got to learn this new thing. I got to, it's going to be hard. I can't do it. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Like I'm the ageist. I got to do this. So, so I do it. 
And um, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> and yeah, you do go really fast. <laughs> um, but you get used to going fast. And it's, it, 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 you know, I have a tremendous amount of knowledge now. But that's not, getting that into your body is the skill part. And that, so that takes a lot of time. And a lot of the people that are in my program have been you know, skiing since age two, probably racing since age eight. And, you know, maybe they're 50 or 60, but they're very, very good. Um, and so I was, you know, much less good. <laughs> and it's really you know, you know, they, so they start you out and there's sort of skills training on very sort of gentle things and it gets a little steeper, but then by January you're on the men's world cup hill and it's like no joke. Like there's consequences here and it's one, it's, it's so what, what happens, Greg, is you're up there and it's sort of one thing, like I can, I can get down anything. Um, it may not look good, but I can like get down. But once you start putting those like blue and red gates up, um, then it's all of a sudden this is like brain lock happens. It's like, uh, how, uh, I can't even imagine quite how I'm going to get my body to do this. And then you see like one of the local high school kids who, you know, being, they go to school here, they're probably going to be the Olympic team. And they just like whip through this thing. Like, it's like, oh my God, how did you like, it's like watching Simone Biles. Like, how did that just happen? Um, so Anyway, there's a lot of practicing tiny little minutia and, you know, I'm better now. Um, and my fitness did fall off a lot because I can't, I'm not a professional athlete, so I can do skills training three or four hours a day, but then I've got a life I got to run. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I can't do my normal gym thing, but so, uh, race training stopped like, uh, mm -hmm. about three weeks ago. So now I'm, I'm back in the gym probably three or four days a week. And, but my body is immediately like. Oh, we know, we know this situation and it's just like sort of clicks right back in. Um, well, that's an interesting thing too. I mean, obviously what you took on is, is incredible. And again, I love the notion of, of being able to embrace curiosity, being able to be, you know, say yes in that regard. And let me test kind of maybe my fitness and see how I feel and like this. But the other thing to your point is it's kind of, okay, where do things fit? What are the priorities at the mm. time? which is now this is going to be my priority. This is what I've said yes to. I'm going to go do this. So maybe my overall fitness or, or what I was doing before is going to yeah. fall off a little bit right. because I also have some non-negotiables and responsibilities and obligations that I'm running a business, I'm running a brand, my brand is me, all of these other things. And then you go back to it mm -hmm. in cycles and seasons or anything else. And guys, that's also what consistency looks like. You know, That's what adherence looks like. You're adhering to the plan that you've mm -hmm. committed to right? and you're just following it, executing it. And this program will end or the season will end and you will go yeah. adhere to, to the other plan. And over the course of the year in the body of work in your life, that's what consistency looks like, which is why you get results. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I, that's, uh, that's exactly right. You just like showing up is like 90% of it. They say it's you hard to show beat the guy up. that shows up. Right. Now to beat the guy that shows up every day. It really He's is. The guy that shows up. It's really, you know, it's like 20 below zero. I'm the guy that shows up. It's raining. I'm going to show up. Like, whatever. It's just like you just show up. Uh, and you're going to learn like something. that guy. 
They did. People really <laughs> like that guy. They they do after they get over not liking that guy. You know, they really, they really like they really like that guy. Why is Why is ageist? You know, and what you're doing so important. You know, right now. Well, I'm 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 hoping that it is important. Um, I'm and- asking because I know it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. What happened was we, we were um, early to the party and we started saying things and doing things and noticing things that other people didn't think were important. And now what's happening is it, it's more, it's like, okay, when I started, like you just couldn't, people wouldn't say what their age was. They just wouldn't. Um, and now age for some people, not everyone, uh, but for some people, it's like, um, a marker of achievement. It's like, okay, I made it this far. This is, this is where I'm at. It, it just becomes sort of a number. I also think that the, you know, the greater, the, the population is growing, like the, the bubble in the population is moving later. <laughs> um, I think that's part of it. I think part of the consumer spending power, but that's sort of always been there. Um, I, I, there's been a, a slight cultural shift and we were lucky because we were sort of here before that happened. Um, I don't you know, why these things happen, you know, I could probably go to Stanford and write a paper on it, but, um, I just accept that it does. Uh, and it's part of it. I think COVID accelerated things. Um, I think people really looked at like who they are, where they want to go. There was a lot of forced retirement that happened. People had more, more time. And I think, I think it's sort of this age thing as, as more and more people are seeing more and more other people living healthier and longer, that's really, you know, back to that slinky thing. Like that's the evidence. I mean, we have this like, you know, in compared to the global population, it's just like, like we're like a grain of sand, but as other people see other ways of living out there manifest live with the people around them that expands their imagination of what's possible for themselves and then brings up a certain sort of confusion of like oh i thought i was supposed to be like this but that's not who i am i can be this if i'm this other thing what is that other thing how did like how should i behave like what's the right level of maintenance like what is my purpose in life? How should I help other people? Like all these other sort of questions come up. And that's sort of, I think where we sit is helping to, you know, lead by example and, and show uh, optionality. All right. I am dedicated to living my best life in middle age. And I am always on the lookout for high quality products that support my health and wellness goals. Bubs Naturals does just that. They are a game changer for me, providing me with the nutrients and energy I need to stay active and healthy all day long. Every morning I start 
with my Bubs Naturals coffee, their collagen peptides, and their MCT oil powder. It is amazing. I highly recommend Bubs Naturals to anyone who is looking to start their day off right, maximize their health and wellness, and use the absolute best products on the market. These guys are Whole30 certified. They are an NSF certified product. They have the daily support for your joints, hair, skin, and nails that you need. Gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free, GMO-free, corn-free, all of it could not have found a better partner where simplicity meets self-improvement. BubsNaturals.com promo code midlife mail, save yourself 20%. You're going to love it. So I want to just touch on this before we wrap, because now you've lifted your arm a couple of times also. Um, I'm curious, again, always about what people put on their bodies and in their oh, yeah. bodies. You're wearing an element hat. Okay. That's my, <laughs> that's my go-to hydration electrolyte sort, you know, that's the salt right there. You lift up your arm and you've got something on, on your wrist. Oh right yeah. Now, yeah. So, okay. Um, and you did an aura thing, I think today about inside tracker. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Inside what, tracker. What are your aura. choice, your things? Hmm? Uh, I don't wear an aura personally, because my knuckles are too big. So I can't, by the time I get it over my knuckle, it doesn't make a good bond with my finger. So um, I think it's a fine device. It doesn't really work for me. So I, I wear a whoop. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have worn a whoop for a number of years. I, it's sort of like you develop a relationship with the thing. It's <laughs> a sleep activity tracker. Um, the, this new thing, so I've had, this is called an Apollo Neuro. And I've had this I guess for about six months, I had it long enough that I've like worn the metal off the sides of the thing. So I, um, what it is, it's vibration technology. So you want to think of it as sort of like you, you know, we can use different music to increase, like we want to hype ourselves up for the gym. We want to calm ourselves down. We want to go to sleep. So that is all music is essentially vibration that's picked up by your ears. So this was developed by Dr. Dave Rabin at the University of Pittsburgh, who deals with PTSD. And they're researching vibration technology. And that's what this does. It's sort of a third-generation wearable. My my whoop doesn't um, do anything to me. It just records where I'm at. This thing actually does something Mm -hmm. to me. So it will, and I can choose like, oh, I want to focus more. Um, So... They've done these studies. You you focus 20% better when you have this than when you don't. Um, my sleep, which is what I love about the thing. So I just put it into like, I want to go to sleep mode, like 15 minutes before I go to sleep. And my sleep efficiency as measured by my whoop is, you know, somewhere around 94%, um, which is pretty good. Uh, if I wake up in the night and I got to go pee, I just go back. I hit sleep again and I'm out. So this thing I think is really interesting because it affects the central nervous system without, you're not swallowing anything, right? There's no like pharmaceutical or nutraceutical or anything like that. It just sort of happens in the background and there's no, I can't imagine an adverse effect from this. Uh, Hmm. So I, you know, I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is I like charge the thing and I brush my teeth and go back and I grab it, charge up. And it's like, okay, Apollo Neuro, like, Let's program my day. Boom. And that's super interesting. Is it available now? Or or is it like a beta mode? Or I've never, I haven't heard of it. No, they've sold by where, you know? Yeah, they sold 30,000 of these things. Um, Their greatest challenge is what do you call it? So, like a whoop, it's, you know, it's a tracker, right? 
like there's not even a word for this sort of technology. So it's like if you Google searched like this thing that sits on my wrist and vibrates and helps me feel in different ways, like what's the word for that? I don't know. <laughs> they need they need a word, you know. They need, they need a word, but you know, I've um like I turned Joel Jameson onto this thing because Joel will tell you you can only train to the extent that you can recover. And whatever mm-hmm. you can do to recover faster, quicker, longer is a good thing. So like Joel likes this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people on my science board, I was out to dinner with one of them a couple of months ago and um, she's a physician. She's like, what's that? And I told her and I said, here, let me put it on you. I put it on her and I, and I, I put it into like relax mode. And a few minutes later, she's like, oh, this is great. I love this thing. <laughs> I think again, it's another consideration. I got now I got to look it up because, you know, again, when you're talking about, you know, what are our options? You mentioned optionality, Mm -hmm. you know, optionality. Yeah. Are you taking, you know, melatonin? Are you taking CBD? Are you taking THC? Are you doing, you know, recover? Are you sitting in ice? Are you sitting in saunas? Are you doing, like, again, what's part, you got to figure out again, you know, what, what works for you and what's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out there. How many things do I want to be wearing or carrying? Like everybody's got a thing. Mm-hmm. And and you know, don't get crazy about it. Um, if you are somebody who's going to get crazy about it, just abstain from all of it. Um, because you know, there's something like I I I have a scale that measures my weight and my you know body mass and all that sort of stuff. And I just find it kind of interesting for some people it will make them completely neurotic mm-hmm. in case get rid of scale. It's not, I don't do spreadsheets on that kind of stuff. I don't count calories. I don't count macros. Like, there are periods of time, days, weeks, months where I've taken off the whooper. I said, yeah. this is not my priority. You know, right, right. now my priority yeah. is elsewhere. I got a pretty good idea now of kind of yeah. whether I'm tired or not, but I don't want to be a slave to, to the, yeah. to the data, you know, right, right now too. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right in that area. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, personally, um, so you mentioned a bunch of stuff. So uh, CBD doesn't do anything for me. Um, THC, hate it. Um, uh, melatonin, very, very small amounts. Anything more to, more than like half a milligram will like, I'll be drunk the next day. And I, I, but I do use it with, there's an app called Time Shifter I use when I travel, which helps me adjust to jet lag and small doses of melatonin to help ship my circadian clock. Um, very useful. I know other people take like, I mean, man, like elephant doses of that shit, like, you know, 50 milligrams, like whatever. Um, you know, I take a, uh, I take a baby aspirin every morning and every night. Um, so both for the cardiovascular and the anti-inflammatory effect. Um, I take uh, magnesium glycinate, 400 milligrams before I go to sleep. Um, what other stuff do I take? I sort of experimenting. I took metformin for a while and then I didn't. And I'm sort of experimenting with it, but I found I, I like titrated up too quickly. So I was taking like 1500 milligrams in the morning, which really messed with my digestive tract. So I've sort of stopped that and we're going to like maybe start that again. Um, I'm, I, I, I did take rapamycin for a while so, or the, the, um, compounded pharmacy, pharmacy version of it. So I was taking six milligrams of serolimus 
every two weeks for six weeks on, four weeks off. And then I spoke to um, Brian. What's Brian's last name? The blue brick guy, um, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, I think. Um, I should know his last name because I'm doing a podcast with him. Um, so he <laughs> well, does. You'll know it in time. <laughs> yeah, he's a fascinating guy. <laughs> look up, uh, look at Brian B R Y A N Blue Book, and you want to see somebody extreme, <laughs> Brian. He spends two million dollars a year on testing his own body. Oh, is that the 46-year-old guy that's getting all the attention right now? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 He's a piece of work. Uh no, zero did, social life, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you do the podcast yet or are you doing yeah, it? Yeah, soon? no, I did it. We're actually gonna have to work on it later today. Yeah. So okay, because I've seen and read some of the press and I was like, like, okay. Yeah, he's um, I think some of it is interesting. It was an interesting conversation. Um the the you know the main takeaway is um brian doesn't make decisions about his health wellness fitness he's 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 taking himself out of the loop because he says i'm a rascal if i'm allowed to make the decisions i'm gonna make the wrong one so i'm just not gonna make the decisions i'll have this i have this team of scientists and they just tell me what to do and that's what i do i just don't so he he's like a hundred percent he can either fully adhere or like, you know, he's 60 pounds overweight with his face down in a tub of Doritos. Like, um, he's like, one of those it's extreme. Guys. It's a different level of adherence, you know, from what I've read and now you've had the conversation. It's, it's a level of adherence that I, you know, extremism that I couldn't possibly go. No, I, I, I mean, I tried his diet. It about killed me. Um, I can't at least so far, I have been unable to successfully live on 1800 calories a day of vegetables. It just like, I just can't do it. Um, a lot of it to, to the point, like it doesn't feel like living, you know, to no, me, it's again, not, not it's the not, way it's a science that, experiment, that, right. That I want to live. And I've never been wonderful with science or wanting to be part of a science experiment, conduct one, you know, as you said, you get back to what your, to what your thesis is. You have opportunities, whether it's a clothing, we come full circle, whether it's doing a clothing line or a product line or taking money from VCs or whatever. And you go down your checklist and you go, do I want to do this or not? Hmm? Yeah, I, I think um, he's he's a really interesting guy because he is a science experiment and of one, and so I think that that is really interesting, and there are things to be learned from what he does. Um, the the day that I interviewed him, he'd just come back from an IPL laser treatment. He doesn't just do it in his face. He does his whole body. I didn't even know you could do full body IPL. And he pulls up his shirt and he's got all these scabs and stuff from like, and it's like, okay, dude, you do this every week. <laughs> Special <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> Special guy. And then I come back to, again, a lot of white space in between. Yeah. Between, <laughs> yeah. okay. Between, you don't have to go full Brian. Right, going there, full Brian or there. And go, okay, you know what? There's also something fine, guys, about getting up, taking your dog for a walk, having yeah. a good cup of coffee, going and exercising with the sole purpose yeah. of feeling good and being right. in good shape and everything else. And then working, whatever your career, your job, whatever you enjoy doing, mm -hmm. hopefully making the kind of money to do the things you want to do the way you want to do them. Yeah. With who you want to do them for as long as you want to do them, whatever that looks like also and going, okay, is that what, what pro aging, you know, or, or maximizing or optimizing your life looks like. You know that? Yeah. Hopefully it's that, you're okay with it. 
you know, um, there's sort of a derogatory put down, like, okay, you be you, but that's really what we're talking about here. Like you be you, like, don't be Brian because you're not Brian <laughs> be you like what works for you. And that's going to you know require a little feeling out on your part. Yes. But what you also talked about was, you know, be the best version you know, oh, yes. of, yeah. of you. Right. Exactly. You know, say I, what, I, mm-hmm. that's I, what we're I, talking about. I feel very strongly about that. I, I, I feel like you owe it to yourself, to your teachers, to your mentors, to the people around you as an example, to be the best version of you. Because if you're not, you're letting down all those people that helped you along the way. And you are providing a negative example to the people around you who you may think you're invisible. You're not. People are looking at you. So you you owe a lot of people here. And so get with it. Be the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Dave, this is awesome. It's always awesome with you. Um, <laughs> let's, let's make sure that everybody here knows where to find you, where yeah. they can get the newsletter, everything, sure. Aegist, Super Age, all of that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, so Aegist, um, you're never going to forget that. It's like racist, sexist, easy to remember. Just type in Aegist into Google and you'll see us. And then there's a place you can sign up for our newsletter, which is sort of our premium property. And we spend a lot of time on it. It looks awesome and you want to get it. Um, I also host the Super Age podcast. So you can get that on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. There's also, um, it'll be on the front of our website. We do social. Instagram is we are ageist. Um, and we put up people that we think are inspiring or have something useful to say there. We're probably, I think we're on... We're on TikTok, but I can't look at TikTok gives me a headache. Um, but I understand we're on TikTok too. I can't do it. <laughs> Dave, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, uh, make sure you do subscribe to that because that is going to yeah. keep you up to date on all of the things that are going on with Aegis Super Age Podcast, what Dave is up to everywhere. It's awesome. I get it dropped in my inbox every single week and I listen to it on my walks with with my dogs when I'm in my non-extremist place of life and I just want to be happy <laughs> and learn some things and enjoy myself. And all of that is great too. If you like what you've heard on the podcast, do me a favor, just give us that five-star rating, leave us a positive review, share the program with everybody, keep the Midlife Mail movement growing. And until next week, I am out of here. Dave, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks so much. If you're interested in coaching and taking this conversation deeper so that you can achieve your personal and professional goals, be sure to head over to midlifemail.com and check out the Work With Me page to explore options. Kia SUV is capable of taking you far, but when you use it locally to help your community, you go even further. Whether that's carrying cargo, bringing your team with you, ready, or navigating new terrain. Power up your capability with the right Kia SUV. Do more with the Kia Sportage, Kia Telluride, Kia Sorento, or Kia Seltos. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely.